are listening to Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham, and we are embarking on a journey, an exciting journey of Marian consecration. We are consecrating our lives to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. With me today, we have Mary Beth Finster and Julie Musselman. Welcome, ladies. And Julie, can you give us a little more detail on what Marian consecration is? Marian consecration is is a beautiful gift, I believe, that we have. And what we're doing here in this segment is we're going through 33 Days to Morning Glory, a do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for Marian consecration, a book written by Father Michael Gately of the Marians of the Immaculate Conception. And in this book, 33 Days to Morning Glory, it's a very simple, doable format for learning about Marian consecration and then preparing to actually consecrate on a Marian feast day. And what Father Gately has done in this book is he has taken four great giants, if you will, of Marian theology and and thought, and those four would be St. Louis de Montfort, St. Maximilian Kolbe, Blessed Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and St. Pope John Paul II, And he spends a week with each of these great saints and blesseds and goes a little bit into what their own lives were like, how they were consecrated and devoted to Mary, and what the impact of that consecration had for each of them. And it's a beautiful way for us to learn more about our faith, to draw closer to our mother. And as we're doing this all together on air, it's a great way to uh, build up the body of Christ as fellowship, with fellowship among each other. We will be also looking over some of the questions from the Retreat Companion of 33 Days to Morning Glory, written by Carol Younger, and we'll enter into that to just kind of share a little bit about ourselves and our own lives and, and how we're working through and thinking through this beautiful teaching of the I church. would also like to encourage, Julie, everyone to get a copy of these resources that we're using, the workbook and the book. How can they get those? We have a, a really easy way to do that. There's a website, 33daystomorningglory.com, and it's the numerals 33 as you're typing that in, 33daystomorningglory.com. And there you can uh, get in touch. You can order online or you can get in touch with me on getting the resources, the book, the the retreat companion. And we're really hoping that your participation in this encourages you to start a group at your own parish or with your own friends or neighbors, family members, wherever you're at, so that we can really take this all across our country. And I think it's important, too, that if you bring this to your group or to, to your parish, that in addition to the resources that we're using here, there's a fabulous DVD series. And you meet once a week with your group and you go through the DVD with Father Gately. And it's 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 awesome. It is so great to get to know him and and walk with him on his spiritual journey in that DVD set. It's really beautiful. He really has a gift for speaking, I think, as well as mm-hmm. writing, Mary. I, I agree with you. And, and he has such a... Um, you, you feel like you know yes. him right away. He's so you know, he, he's very mm-hmm. personable and shares from the heart and has mm-hmm. great stories, which I always enjoy. <laughs> very good stories, especially Blanc. I love the story about Blanc. And you've got to get the DVD set to hear more about Blanc. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get into our retreat for today. Okay, so the first day of this week, we asked for a greater passion and zeal in making our preparation for consecration. Then yesterday, we pondered the incredible influence that de Montfort's brief life has had on the church, the powerful testimony of authorities, no less than popes 
should have further fired our zeal and gotten us reflecting. What is this amazing, influential teaching of a priest who only lived to be 43 years old? Of course, it's the teaching of Marian consecration. But what exactly does that mean? Mary, when you say 43 years old, I'm right away, right away struck again by the shortness of his life, of St. Louis de Montfort, and how much he was able to, to do in that short period of time. And as we're looking today at what exactly is St. Louis de Montfort's consecration, you know, I think it's just a great lesson for us, no matter what age we're at now, that we only have a certain number of days, and, you know, we really, really need to give every day we have to our Lord through Our Lady and, and do God's will in each and every moment. Absolutely. And to recall the summary of Marian consecration in the introduction to this retreat, where Father Michael Gately presented consecration as our giving a yes to Mary, allowing her to fulfill in us her God-given task of forming us into other Christs. And that's all true. But there's more. St. Louis gives two key emphasis in this teaching on Marian consecration that expand what we've already read about it. These two emphasis are a renewal of our baptismal vows and a particular intimate gift of ourselves to Mary. And we're going to take a look at the first one of these in today and the second one tomorrow. Mary Beth, can you talk to us about the baptism? Admit, you know, the day of our baptism, it, it's the most significant in each of our lives. Um, but I think it took me by my fifth child to realize it, it wasn't right. about the party. <laughs> baptism really is much more significant than even the day we were born, because the day we were born, we were born of the mm-hmm. earth, but our day of baptism is when we're born into the body of Christ. And, and something that's been fun in our family is we've really looked, looked up the days of each of the kids' baptisms and written them down and put them on the Google mm-hmm. calendar. And, and actually, uh, we just had one last week with one of our children and, and celebrated that day, you know, that that was the day they were incorporated into the body that of Christ. That is a beautiful idea. And, and kids love it because they have two yeah, kids have two birthday parties. <laughs> yeah, they love it. A kid won't reject. And and you know when we were poor sinful creatures, uh, are not only cleansed of sin, but we're given this amazing dignity and honor of being transformed into sons and daughters of the Almighty God. That it's such a joyful occasion because we receive this amazing grace, um, and we so often don't realize it. And we promise this solemnly. You know, if we were infants, others promised it in our name um, to reject. Satan, and then we uh, profess our faith and commitment to Jesus Christ. You know, every Easter, I sometimes I haven't even realized it, but we get to solemnly renew this promise mm-hmm. and commitment. But do we keep it? And are we true to our word? No, no, we, we all blow sin. It. We sin every day. You know, sadly, we all do it. And Satan's pomps and works and reject Christ. Um, I can see it every day in everything I do, especially with mm-hmm. raising a family. So why does this happen? You know, I I think the simple answer is original sin. Um, I don't mean to make it so simple, but I'm a simple learner. And, you know, we have a fallen nature, and we're prone to it. And, you know, it's true that St. Louis invites us to go deeper and examine our consciences. But, you know, if we do, we'll discover that a principal reason why we fall into sin is because of forgetfulness, forgetfulness of our promise and commitment to Christ in baptism. And de Montfort suggests that if we were to personally and sincerely renew our baptismal vows and place them in the hands of Mary, then just this act alone would go a long way in helping us overcome sin in our lives. 
You know, if we make a renewal of vows an essential element of his prayer of consecration. Uh, in fact, you know, in the first paragraph of the prayer that he's written, he has us address Mary and pray to her as follows. Julie, can you read it? Yeah, the, the original St. Louis de Montfort consecration prayer uh, starts off like this. I, state your name, a faithless sinner, renew and ratify today in, in your hands the vows of my baptism and this is in the hands of Mary. I renounce forever Satan, his pomps and works, and I give myself entirely to Jesus Christ, the incarnate wisdom, to carry my cross after him all the days of my life, and to be more faithful to him than I have ever been before. So in this consecration prayer, St. Louis has this attack sin right at the root, Satan and his pomps and works, and we recommit our lives to Christ, and we do all this with and through Mary. Why through Mary, though, Julie? Well, God has put enmity between her and Satan. If we, we remember back to Genesis 3.15, and Satan can't stand her. In fact, according to St. Louis de Montfort, Satan fears her not only more than the angels and saints, but in a sense, even more than God himself. Why? Well, because... As he puts it, Satan, being proud, suffers infinitely more from being beaten and punished by a little and humble handmaid of God, and her humility humbles him more than the divine power. So de Montfort gives us a practical and effective way to overcome sin in our lives by formally renouncing Satan and recommitting ourselves to Christ through Mary. I just have to stop there for a second, because what this makes me think of is all those days where, let's see, the car won't run, refrigerator doesn't break, you feel like the devil's everywhere, trying to get out of the house, and, and what I've learned to do, I mean, especially knowing that Satan just can't stand Mary, you armor yourself with her. I have rosary on my hand, the rosary beads, I have the miraculous medal around my neck, and just bucket my day, bookend it with the St. Michael prayer. My kids laugh at me, <laughs> but it helps. It helps. We got to have these tangible mm -hmm. things that we can do. It makes us stop forgetting. That's right, which is all what this is about, remembering. Mm -hmm. So we'll hear more about Mary's power over evil on the last day of these seven days, focusing on Louis de Montfort. Tomorrow we'll reflect on the second element of St. Louis' consecration prayer, and particularly the intimate gift of ourselves to Mary. But today let's reflect on the promise we made at our baptism to reject Satan and to love and follow Christ. And so we pray. Come, Come Holy Spirit, Spirit, living in Mary. Give me the grace to reject Satan and follow Christ more closely. Well, believe it or not, we are up on the end of this break. We will be back in just a couple of minutes to start reviewing the questions from the workbook here during our Consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses.
listening to Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham, and we are taking this next this next month or so, and we are consecrating ourselves and our programming and all of our works and everything we do to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, it's 33 days of preparation. We're not consecrating for 33 days. We spend 33 days preparing our hearts, our minds, and our souls to consecrate our lives to Jesus. And this happens on a Marian feast day. So we started a couple days ago. We're on day three here of our consecration. And we have with us today, Mary Beth Finster and Julie Musselman. They are working with us. And it's time now to go into the questions. Mary Beth, can you share with us the first question in the workbook? Okay, great. Thank you. Um, The first question is, Mary is fully human. She gave her whole self, her whole life and her whole being to doing God's will. And she continues to do some from heaven. Um, In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and has paragraph 2622 on Mary's fiat. So let's talk a minute about what the Catechism of the Catholic Church is, uh, just as a side note here, because there are several references to it throughout the questions that we'll be looking at over these 33 days. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is a compendium of all that the Catholic Church teaches and what we believe as Catholics. It was commissioned to be put together under uh, St. Pope John Paul II, and it is kind of a big, fat reference book. It's, it's not really something you would sit down and read front to back, but it is given to us with the four pillars of the things we need the most, and it's divided up into paragraph numbers, and so when it's uh, paragraph number 26, 22, you can easily just open the book and, and follow numbers along so you get that. You can also access the Catechism of the Catholic Church online. Uh, if you go to usccb.org, those initials stand for the United States Council of Catholic Bishops, so usccb.org, and just search catechism, and uh, you can see the online edition and go straight to a particular paragraph. In this case, uh, Mary Beth, the paragraph it's referring to, 2622, it just uh, states that the prayers of the Virgin Mary in her fiat and Magnificat are characterized by the generous offering of her whole being in faith. Oh, thank you, Julie. And, and, you know, for teenagers and, you know, younger children, the UCAT, I have found, is just an excellent resource for the catechism. Um, but getting back to the question, the ending prayer from yesterday was, uh, Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, prepare me to give myself fully. You know, raises a question. What, if anything, have I given myself fully in the past? My vocation, my marriage, friendship, parenthood, a career, baptism, and confirmation. And do I know what fully giving myself means? You know, recently I was listening to something Father Robert Barron was saying, and he said, you know, if I went to my bishop and I said, Bishop, I'm only going to be celibate 90% of the time, but that's good. Or, you know, and it makes me think of our marriage. Honey, as we stand up there on the altar, I'm in it for the long haul, but uh, maybe only 75% of the time. I mean, that commitment, it really makes you think we intentionally want to make that full commitment. In our vocation, whether it's to priesthood or marriage or the single life, we do give our all in, so to speak. But I love this question because it's really saying, have I given Mm -hmm. myself fully? And I think for all of us, whatever state in life we are, we can very quickly see we want to be all in, we say we're all in, and then something starts to go bad, to hurt, to be difficult, to require sacrifice. And I know for me, I immediately recoil. 
like, oh, I'm all in until I have to cook dinner again <laughs> or until I have right. to do those dishes. And then I'm like, oh, Calgon, uh-huh. take me away. Yes. Remember that old yes. commercial? We're dating ourselves on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for sure. That's for sure. And, and don't you think as parents, I mean, really all we want our children to do is just to do their mm-hmm. very best. Whatever they do in their studies or sports or whatever, just be committed and, and just do their best. It's not so much about whether they win the game or not. But, you know, I think, maybe you can talk a little bit about this with a lot of children. It's hard to continue on that journey when you've said yes to having these beautiful children and God's blessed you with them. And then we have to stay all in for the, for the duration, not just till they get through school, till they turn 18, till they get married. As parents, we have to continue our yes to parenting all the way. And for each and every one of the children we have with the different skills, the different needs, the different uh, ways that we have to continue in our parenting. I, I think that's really a tremendous challenge and Truly, 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 the only way we can fulfill that is through God. Well, I think grace. we also run into problems when we make a, when we make a commitment, like trying to do thirty three days of prayer. That's that's difficult. It's difficult to stay on task and to to get it in and remember every single day within within our daily lives. What I love that really thinking that God knows exactly where each of us are, whether it's a mother or father or um, in our job, he knows exactly the path to make us holy. And I often say right now, it's that I'm home doing nine loads of laundry. That's my path to holiness because he knows what I need. I, I love what you're saying that, Mary Beth, just the daily, the daily things that we offer to our Lord to be faithful to the things we've committed to. And our Blessed Mother is the primary example of one who gave her whole life, her whole self, and always did God's will. We should get on to our next question here, ladies. If we were baptized as infants, our baptismal vows were made by others on our behalf. However, we do renew those baptismal vows whenever the Easter season comes around. During such times, we're asked if we reject the devil and all his works, and whether we believe in each of the statements of the creed. I got to be honest, how often we really, really ponder those statements as we're renewing our baptismal vows. Something to think about. How serious are those vows today in the world anyway? Reflect on the vow that you made to God at your baptism and on the vows you made on your wedding day, if you're married. Do you know the date of your own baptism and do you celebrate it? Well, the It's funny, if you've been a Catholic for a long time, we can route out the creed pretty doggone fast, right? Without even thinking. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of Heaven and Earth, right? Mm -hmm. We can just barrel through it. And I love that when the Easter season does come around, or at at a baptism, we go sentence by sentence, and the priest or the celebrant actually says the question, do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? And we have to answer in the affirmative to each of those specific tenets of the faith. It's really just a great speed bump, you know, to slow us down from the thing that might be way too familiar uh, to us that we just rattle off without really dwelling upon it. Ask Mary to help us stay on task. It's okay to ask for help, and she will do that and help us to to remember those baptismal vows on a daily basis and not to forget them. The Out of Mary, as we kind of looked at in the, in the first question, 
was her yes. The fiat refers to when she said yes to the angel Gabriel, that she would be the mother of the Savior. But her fiat didn't end that day. It went all the way up to Calvary when she stood at the foot of that cross and gave her yes again and again and through all the days up to that. And I I think that's something that we don't really reflect upon a lot. You know, the vows that we have made in our baptism or in our wedding, on our wedding day, if we're married. And to really um, contemplate those a little bit, I think it's a good day to think about what we said. I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad. And and what does that mean as far as the practical day-to-day kind of thing? One of the things we mentioned previously is celebrating the date of your baptism. And it's just a great... Uh, thing to do in your family if you don't know the date of your own baptism or your children's look those up you might even have to call the parish where maybe right. you were baptized oh, if it was good a while idea. Ago. i'm thinking how can i find that out <laughs> yeah they, the, every parish mm-hmm. has a record book and they track all of that and so it's kind of neat even to think back of you know i was baptized in dayton ohio and to think mm-hmm. back to that church of saint albert the great and that special place where my true life as a Christian began. I even uh, now, just because I've been a godparent, I, my sisters had asked me to be a godparent for my nep- nephews, and I, I didn't realize the, the commitment at that time. Now I fully embrace. And how many times have we made that commitment and not followed through like we should? That's a tough one. That's a very tough one as godparents. But God's mm-hmm. so patient. God's so patient with us. Absolutely. He teaches us. It is time for a break. If you do not have your retreat materials yet, visit 33daystomorningglory.com. That's 33, the number 33, daystomorningglory.com and order your materials there. We are using Father Michael Gately's 33 Days to Morning Glory. It's a do-it-yourself retreat. We also have got the Retreat Companion, which is a workbook with four easy questions. We are going through these questions here on the show, and we are reading the book completely. Believe it or not, we sound like we're just chit-chatting. We are really reading the book. We are interjecting a few of our own thoughts and ideas in there as we go. But for the most part, we're reading the book um, verbatim. The Retreat Companion is written by Carol R. Younger. You can get those resources at 33daystomorningglory.com. If you want the full value of this retreat. It's best to do it in a small group, either in your parish. You could also do something online. That sense of accountability is is good for us to stay focused for the full 33 days. There is a DVD set that's available if you would like to do a retreat with a small group. You can get that at that website as well. 33daystomorningglory.com. Let's take the last minute or so of this segment and just ponder what we've heard, what we've read with the Hail Mary from Marian Grace on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses.
Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham. Our guests today, Mary Beth Finster and Julie Musselman, as we work together to make this consecration, we are going to have our hearts prepared, heart, mind, body, soul, the whole kit and caboodle for consecration here coming up on our on our Marian Feast Day. And we are working on the questions within the workbook. We've we've already kind of gone through the book the readings for the day, and now we are we are reflecting on the reflection questions that Father Gately has put together. Mary Beth, what's the question number three? It's St. Louis says with the Church that the day of our baptism is the most significant day of our lives. Can you name some other significant days in your life? The wedding day, the graduation day, maybe an award or recognition that we've received on a special day? What relationships are reflected in each of these days? Maybe we ought to stop there with just that. Um, well, you know, the thing that jumps to my mind right away is the birth of, of a child. Mm-hmm. You know, what a particularly precious day that is. And after nine months of waiting and, and you know, finally getting to see this special little person face-to-face. And, um, you know, that day is, is really, really significant. And the relationship there between parent and child is just so precious. And yet, you know, really, if you understand baptism correctly, the the birthday, the, the physical birthday, pales in comparison to the actual day of baptism when we become a son mm-hmm. or daughter of God. And the questions here refer to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, paragraphs 1265 to 1270, which is a whole section on the celebration of the Christian mystery and particularly about baptism. And I love what it says in paragraph 1265. It's very short, but it's complete. And it says, baptism not only purifies from all sins, but also makes the neophyte a new creature, an adopted son or daughter of God who has become a partaker in the divine nature, member of Christ and co-heir with him and the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's pretty huge. (laughs) When we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, which we receive at our baptism, that really is going to give us a powerful amount of grace that we need in order to live our lives and be faithful to Christ. You know, the baptism of our fifth child just was, uh, as each of them were uh, important, but uh, with our fifth child, he was a foster child, and the day he was baptized, just knowing the significance of bringing this child into the child or the family of God, uh, my husband and I could never express enough joy in, in what that meant at this at this point in the journey mm-hmm. of our faith. Like, I did not know that as much with our first child. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah, and you, well, it was a beautiful day when Joseph was, was baptized in the Finster household, and, and uh, he was vomiting all the way <laughs> to the church, and I knew Satan was trying to keep this child from God, but we safely got him baptized, uh-huh. and uh, he had been adopted two days before, and uh, Joseph Michael entered into that our family. Beautiful. And how beautiful is that, that you had the adoption where he entered your earthly family, followed right away mm-hmm. by the baptism day where he entered the family of God. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can celebrate these baptismal days and keep them significant. You know, one of them we talked about a minute ago is looking up the actual date you were baptized, your spouse, your children, and and marking those down where you remember them each year. Uh, One of the things that we've really enjoyed doing is we save the baptism candles that you receive. 
And um, I had written, you know, on them who the godparents were and the date. And we love getting those out and uh, just lighting those candles on the children's baptism day as now, well. I have, I have to be honest with you, Julie. I had good intentions of doing exactly that. And my oldest is in his 20s, and I've never done it. <laughs> You know, we all need a Julie Musselman in our life. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> well, it, it is, it's not, it's not always easy, but you know, I'll tell you what, the Google Calendar yes. has helped me a lot because I put down ridiculously inane little pieces of information mm-hmm. all over that thing. And this one's not particularly yeah, inane, right. but you know, you get the point. You know, when the baptism date comes around, I, I've got it on there. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful day to go to Mass. Uh, to say special prayers, maybe a rosary. And the children, of course, love it if you let them pick the dinner or have some kind of special dessert or treat in their honor for their baptismal day. Just a couple of the ways where we can really kind of reflect on our baptism day and, and make it special and remember it. This is all about remembering. So our next question, Mary, we'll go on to question four in the Retreat Companion for 33 Days to Morning Glory. And it says, Mary's humility humbles Satan even more than the divine power. Are, are we ready to strive to imitate Mary's humility? What's the difference between humility and humiliation? And when we don't seek the former, humility, we sometimes encounter the latter, humiliation. With which of your family and friends do you find it easier to be humble? I, I love the first part of that question. Are you ready to strive to imitate Mary's humility? I really have to be honest. There are days that I've said, I'm not sure I want to do this. I think it's too hard. Like, do I really want to be a saint? And once, you know, and it's not an overnight thing. It's just that daily habit of prayer and receiving the Eucharist that has helped me to realize that that, yes, that is my goal. And again, it's not perfect every day. But once that's your goal, you wake up every day and recommit and say, I want to be a saint because you have to have that goal in mind. Because, you know, if it's not your goal, it won't happen. And, you know, doing the preparation for consecration with 33 Days to Morning Glory, we've, we've said it before, but I think it bears repeating. It has been called the surest, easiest, and most perfect way to become a saint because when we allow Our Lady to mold us as her children, as a good mother does, then we can more quickly become the humble servants that we need to become and grow closer in union with, with Mary to Jesus through Mary. Mary Beth, when you made, when you made the statement about, about some days you just don't want to do it, wow, what an aha moment for me with, with the narrow road. It is so much easier to just be lazy which is really what it is, and, and not make that commitment and, and let the world draw you away. It's the easy road. Well, I call the narrow road with cell phones, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's been something with having three teenage daughters with cell phones. Uh, th- that is the narrow road. All of social mm-hmm. media is. And on Sundays now, just it's a lot easier to let them do it, but it requires that discipline and energy. So on Sundays now, we're doing no cell phone Sunday. That's a great idea. I'm starting that. I'm going to start that today. 
Well, and it's not easy, Mary, at first, and, and be prepared for that. The first couple weeks, it was like mutiny on the bounty. But, <laughs> you know, now I think it's week four, and, and just that constant discipline mm-hmm. and just keep trying. My daughter actually asked me, where's the basket to put the cell phone in? So, you know, the fruit comes, but you don't always see it at first. Well, and all of those, I love that's just a practical way of walking the narrow road, which is in this particular question we're looking at is diving into humility and and really taking ourselves apart from the world, which is pride, pride, pride. And I look at my own self and I, you know, try to examine what I do each day. And it's it's amazing how much I know I do so that somebody else sees it or gives me a compliment, or says you're doing a great job. And the things, especially I think when you're in your own home and you're doing things that no recognition will ever come, I think for me that is really a great test of, you know, can I just sweep up this floor or mop this floor that is in need of cleaning without anybody asking me or anybody ever knowing that that will happen? Well, the the last point, Mary, I'd I'd love to just comment on is which of your family or friends do you find it easiest to be humble with? And this question really is a good one for us because we all have people in our lives that we can be real with. And, you know, I thank God for Mary Beth Finster. She is one of those (laughs) people for me. And, you know, I can completely unveil all my fears and failings, what I've done wrong, you know, and, and she's one of those people who will be like, okay, that's where we are. Where do we go from here? You know, work, work on it. And there's other people in my life. I mean, I wouldn't even go to meet them if I didn't, you know, style my hair or put on a special right. outfit because <laughs> I have this feeling like I have to be someone for them. And I think that's a great, um, question to us is who are those people we can be real with who helps us grow in our humility and who might not help us in that way and really seek out those good friends and if we don't have those good friends right now really ask our lord to send us a good friend to be a companion on the journey with us and as we're doing the preparation for mary and consecration mary and mary our mother is the best friend we could have and she will always help us grow closer to her son you know, that makes me think of St. Teresa of Avila. I don't know why this quote came in my head where she falls in the ditch and she says to God, I can see why you have so few friends. Because <laughs> this is the way you treat them. <laughs> yes, this is how you treat your friends. I can see why you have so few. It just made me laugh. I don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> and I think that is important because you can get great spiritual direction from these friends that, that you can confide in. And it's, it's good. If you don't have one, find one. Find someone. And let's just close with the prayer for today, day three, which is, Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, give me the grace to reject Satan and follow Christ more closely. Amen. You know, I'd like to put a challenge out there as we're, as we're wrapping up this last segment for today for the listeners to look up their baptismal date, as we've talked about baptism throughout this morning, or the baptismal dates of their children. And it might be a little bit of a little bit of a hunting job to find your own. And I'm going to put this challenge upon myself too, to look up the dates of baptisms, and at least have them recorded and share them with your kids. We are up on time. It has been a great joy once again, working on our Marian consecration. Thank you, Mary Beth and Julie for joining us today. Hey
Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham. Our guests have been Julie Musselman and Mary Beth Finster. We are consecrating our lives to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And the daily prayer for this week is the Angelus. Let's take a moment now and pray the Angelus together. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. That we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. If you're following along with today's scripture passages, today's passage is Matthew 7, 1 through 14. This is the passage about not judging others. The one where Jesus mentions taking the beam out of your own eye before you take the splinter out of your friend's eye or your neighbor's eye. It also goes on, it talks about knock and the door shall be opened. And then it goes on to address the narrow gate and the wide gate. So if you want to read that passage, Matthew 7, 1 through 14. Now let's ponder our questions for the day from Carol Younger's Retreat Companion that goes with Father Michael Gately's book. Our first question, to what, if anything, have I given myself fully in the past? My vocation, marriage, friendship, parenthood, a career, baptism, confirmation. Do I know what fully giving myself means? And the second question for day three, how serious is a vow in today's world anyway? Reflect on the vow that you made to God at your baptism and on the vows you made on your wedding day if you're married. Do you know the date of your baptism and do you celebrate it? Oh, Lord. 
Number three, can you imagine some significant days in your life? What relationships are reflected in each of these days? Why does your relationship with God make our baptismal day so important? And list some of the ways we can celebrate baptismal days to keep them as significant occasion in our lives as possible. And now for question number four, are you ready to strive to imitate Mary's humility? What's the difference between humility and humiliation? When we don't seek the former, we sometimes encounter the latter. With which of your family and friends do you find it the easiest to be humble?
If you'd like to continue with DeMontford's prayers, next in line is the Magnificat. We don't have time to squeeze that in today, but we can say glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We're going to close out day three of our Marian consecration. Hey.